Well, um, shed rock is in a shed, but um, <laughs> I think we, I think we kind of just started saying that because the whole punk thing was really, you know, like you call yourself a punk band, and then it's like, uh, I don't know. There's like circles of like punk scenes that are like, I don't know. Everyone's like real weird about it now, and I just feel like mm-hmm. it's real limiting and kind of pulls you down. You're listening to Having a Chat on CJRU in Toronto, the show where we take interesting people with interesting tastes in music and talk to them about the music that they love. All right, so of all the new rock and roll bands and punk rock bands to come out over the last few years, very few, if any, have had a rise as meteoric as The Chats. The Chats started out as a viral sensation, but they've continued to keep the ball rolling by putting out lots and lots of great new music. They've got a new album out called High Risk Behavior, and we're very excited to have Eamon from The Chats with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks very much for, for joining us. Anytime. Thanks for having me on, mate. Yeah, of course. Um, so before we get into your, uh, into your song picks, there's a few things I uh, wanted to sort of ask you about. Um, the first is sort of um, this thing that you've been doing recently with Cameo. Um, and it's funny, I actually, uh, I had you send a little birthday shout out to a, a very good buddy of mine and and it was uh, a very sweet birthday gift. But I'm curious, like, just out of personal interest more than anything, like, how'd you get into that? Um, it was just when the whole COVID thing started. And, um, yeah, that was just an idea I had to kind of pay rent. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's sweet, man. It's like, you know, you get to fucking say just happy birthday. And, you know, someone, you know, someone could be really happy because of that. So it's sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, have, have you gotten any kind of, like, bizarre requests from that or anything any any sort of weird yeah it's a few i've had to decline like oh really yeah it's it's either like oh can you say that um my band's new single is fucking awesome and then like i just won't do that unless it unless it is really cool but and then it's like um or like oh say this to my buddy and it's like really fucking weird like it's some sort of inside joke (laughs) you know so i'm like i'll probably pass on that Yeah, yeah not having that um all right well um so the first tune of yours that we're gonna play is identity thief and um the the bit of it that i kind of wanted to ask you about and and this is kind of a shot in the dark but is there a uh is there a trailer park boys reference in it yeah yeah well i knew it man yeah yeah (laughs) this here's a story about some shit that happened to me today check it out come on here we go one two but now you heard the story about how i got caught playing with my shit but hold that thought before you disrespect j-r-o-c it could happen to you because it happened to me check this shit out if it happened to you it could happen to me yeah i was i was i was like right yeah, yeah, that's Canadian, man. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's the best, man. But yeah, like, it's funny. I was just like, uh, you know, I had heard the song loads of times, and then I was just listening to it earlier today, and I was like, oh, wait, that's, that's, that's a Trailer Park Boys reference. 
Um, yeah. So I'm, gl- I'm glad that I was uh, that I guessed correctly on that. But uh, what what uh, inspired you to, to throw that little uh, nod to the boys in there? Um, I think we're, we were probably just watching heaps of Trailer Park Boys at the time. Like it was kind of like the one show that we could all agree on and like sit around and watch together. Right. So I, I guess it. Kind of, I think it was kind of subconsciously because I don't think I realized until like after it had written and stuff that that was kind of like lifted from the show. Like, I'd, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't put it in there like thinking like, oh, this is the great Trailer Park Boys line. I think it just subconsciously <laughs> worked its way in there. Right, right, right. Um, so like, and this is something I'm going to, I want to ask you about um, as well, kind of later on in the show, but y- y- your songs you know, some of them seem to be more about like a feeling or sort of, you know, something that you're doing that's a bit more sort of universal. But then there are songs like this where it seems to be a bit more narrative. Um, so is this is this something that's actually happened? Are you recounting a real story or is it just sort of, no. you know, it's just fiction? Nah, totally fiction, but I I probably took a few um, stories that I'd heard, you know. Right. But it never happened to me, man. Yeah, well, you know, good, good thing, I guess. Um, yeah. All right, man. Well, um, let's uh, let's give this tune a listen. This is "Identity Thief" by the Chats on CJRU.
right. So, uh, so next up, we're going to get into, uh, into your song picks. We're going to listen to, uh, to Teen Generate, Dressed in Black, a great sort of Japanese garage punk band from the 90s. Um, what do you like about, uh, what do you like about this band? Um, I love that, like a lot of their lyrics are kind of mixed between like English and then, well, I can't tell what a lot of the lyrics are. So I'm assuming some are in Japanese and they like go from <laughs> English to Japanese. It's really cool. And obviously the music's fucking awesome. Like the solo in that song is like so simple, but so sick. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's just like a fucking classic rock and roll song. Like it could be from like the late sixties, but it's like yeah. a, you know, revival singer. Yeah, they seem to have really like adopted and kind of embraced like almost like the rockabilly revival kind of thing over there in Japan, eh? Yeah, yeah, they're real into like those old vintage 60s guitars and like the surf stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the pomade and all that, you know, grease yeah, yeah. and that. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Um, so before we, uh, before we listen to the tune at, uh, you know, at this point in the show, we usually like to do this sort of lightning round of questions just to... Uh, let people get to know you a little bit better um if that's cool, cool with you um yeah. so the first one is where'd you grow up um i grew up in a town called Mackay, which is um in it's in central queensland it's like a real sort of mining town right there's um not much to do so i just had a pretty boring childhood <laughs> but um then then when i was 12 or 13 i moved to the sunshine coast Mm-hmm. for high school and that was you know it's a much better place it's like beaches and stuff and right. you know made some better friends and shit but um yeah i mean Mackay kind of sucks but sunshine coast sucks a little less next uh next question is uh first album first album that i bought yeah um well the first i didn't really get into records until like i was 14 or 15 right. i guess but I, the first cd i bought with yeah. my own money, was was back in black by Akadaka. <laughs> I was probably like eight years old. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Like, what? Where yeah. is? Um, and you, I saw in the in the music video for uh, for Identity Thief, you have uh, you have loads of posters for them uh, for Akadaka. I've never heard anyone call them that, but that's cool. Um, in the background, it's, like it's like their affectionate nickname in Australia. <laughs> right kind of something that's just unique to you guys hey yeah sweet um all right next up is uh first concert um first concert uh that was powderfinger with jet when i was in like grade six oh sweet yeah my mum took me to that it was awesome it was fucking it was like powderfinger's last tour it was real fun sweet um all right uh guilty pleasure artist um, it's hard. I don't really, I don't know if I have a guilty pleasure. I kind of just like what I like. It's, I don't know. Right. Um, shit, man. That's, yeah, that's tough. Um, or maybe, maybe, you know, and uh, another way of phrasing it is, uh, cause you know, not, you're right. Like not everybody, I feel like having a guilty pleasure artist implies that you kind of give it, give a certain level of a shit about what people think of your music taste. Um, so maybe I guess then an artist that would surprise people to know that you like. Um, I'm pretty into, I'm pretty into country at the moment. <laughs> funny right. enough. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to um, Graham Parsons last night and fucking love nice. like Towns Van Sant and stuff. Sweet. 
Yeah. Nice. I just I just like like their storytelling and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We've had um, both Toby from Skags and then Zach and Billy from Hockey Dad on, and um, they all said like more or less the exact same thing. I mean, I don't know if you're close with those lads. I, I, f- I feel like that's like you sort of saying to me like, oh, you must know Drake or some shit. But like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like... Um, must but must it, be the weather or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Second last one is uh, bucket hat or baseball cap. Um, well, baseball cap, is that different from like a normal cap? No, not really. Just like with the brim and shit. Uh, I'd probably just go the captain, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, nice. And then, uh, last one, Liam or Noel Gallagher? Uh, fuck, probably Liam. I think he's way funnier. Yeah. I mean, Noel wrote the songs, but fucking who cares? (laughs) Love that. Alrighty, man. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get into this song. This is Teeny uh, Teen Generate by uh, with Dressed in Black on CJRU. Um, 
All right, so so next up is Supercharger, another sort of stripped down, gritty rock and roll tune from Denmark. Um, what do you like about this tune? Um, uh, this one's cool because it's like has like a sweet intro, which a lot of their other songs don't have. They're kind of like same sort of like sixties sort of revival garage thing, but this one, this song, I really like one because it's like one of the rare songs where the the drummer sings i forget her name but i think it's like karen or something but she's like sings this song she's got like a great voice so like i wish she'd sing more in the band but yeah they're a fucking they're a great band i'm really into supercharger at the moment right what do you make of like drummers who sing like do, do, are there are there any others i mean you know phil collins comes to mind he doesn't strike me as your type of music but you know who are some other drummers that sing that you admire um there's a great band in sydney australia called coffin yeah and the the drummer Ben is the singer, and he hits the drums like so hard, man. And then he's singing like he's just got like this insane voice while he's just smashing these drums. It's incredible. Yeah, for real, man. All right, well, uh, this is Supercharger with "It's All Right" on CJRU. All the girls say you're leaving town, but I don't care what they say, cause I don't need you anyway. Well, you can't beat my face, my head, call me around, So something I wanted to I wanted to ask you about something that I'm like super interested in is sort of the online fan culture surrounding your band. Um, a while ago, a buddy of mine added me to this group called the Chat Smoko Posting. Um, yeah, and it's it's hilarious. Like I, I, it's just so much like you know funny memes, but also just it seems like every day there's someone new sort of posting pictures of them with like their new mullet. Or you yeah. know, something something really gritty that they've done. Um, what what do you uh, what do you make of the sort of online fan culture? And, and I'm always interested in just knowing perhaps some sort of funky fan interactions that uh, that you've that you've uh, experienced. 
I reckon it's really cool. I've, you know, I've met a bunch of people who, um, who are like, you know, on that Facebook group or whatever. But it's just pretty right. funny. Like I've seen dudes who get like chats, tattoos and stuff. And that's like fucking, that's like mind blowing. So yeah, I guess that's like the craziest thing is when someone's like, Oh, I've got like your fucking face tattooed on my leg or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, how yeah, does how does that feel? Like I mean, you know, you you got you and your buds started this band in like you know 2016, and and just after a few years, like I I can't I can't think of a recent band with sort of as meteoric of a rise as you guys. Honestly, like the idea that you know you started just and like just a few years ago, and now people are getting tattoos of your face on them. Like that must be absolutely bizarre. Yeah, it's fucking. It's really cool, but it's like surreal at times as well. Because I just like mm. remember when we were, fucking, when it was like just us like playing in the shed, and we had like no fans, and then all of a sudden we have fucking heaps all over the world. It's super weird, man. But it's really fucking cool, and we're very lucky. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Well, so um, on the topic of the shed, um, I was watching an interview with you guys where you were sort of explaining sort of the difference between punk rock and shed rock and i and i i thought it was fantastic just like the way that you know genres can be so strange and arbitrary so i love the way that you guys kind of have taken that as your own thing but uh what can you what can you tell us about uh about that uh that genre characterization you guys have given yourself well um shed rock is in a shed but um (laughs) i think we I think we kind of just started saying that because the whole punk thing was really, you know, like you call yourself a punk band and then it's like, uh, I don't know, there's like circles of like punk scenes that are like, I don't know, everyone's like real weird about it now. And I just feel like mm-hmm. it's real limiting and kind of pulls you down because mm. everyone wants you to, you know, sound like some, it's, it's weird. Like in a way it, it became like this creative, unique form of expression and now everyone wants to like dress the same and make music that sounds exactly the fucking same. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's weirds me out. Well, and it's interesting cause like it, the genre does kind of seem to go in waves um, where, you know, people will establish something new, like some kind of new crazy thing. Um, and then for like the next 10 years, if you don't adhere to that thing, you're ostracized, which kind of defeats the purpose of it in my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's super weird, man. I don't get it. Like, like I, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of just like stories of people who would show up to like, you know, Hermosa Beach punk gigs in like the 80s and stuff with like Black Flag and the Circle Jerks and whatnot. And like, if they had long hair, they'd get beat up. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, is- yeah. It's it's weird. Uh, like, I don't know. The whole, the whole punk really fucking just weirds me out. Especially like when the whole, like, you know, like that whole beating people up thing. Like that's just jock bullshit. You know, that's not yeah. for music. Yeah, for real. Well, and then it also seems kind of cool that like, if for your guys' next record you wanted to go off and do, like, I don't know, some experimental. Yeah, yeah, country record. <laughs> you, you can still for like, who who's to say that that's not shed rock? You know what I mean? Like, if if you yeah. guys more or less made it up, you know, it's kind of up it's to like you. Like a blanket uh, term. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, next up, we're going to listen to um, the Carbonas with Phone Booth. 
Um, what do you like about uh, the Carbonas? Uh, sort of a nice uh, early 2000s punk from Atlanta. Um, from what I can tell, I think their name is a Ramones reference for that Carbona Not Blue song. But um, right. I'm not sure about that. But they sound really Ramonesy, so I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I reckon they're fucking great. That whole that whole self-titled record's really good. And um, yeah, that's probably my favorite song. It's like opens the record. It's just got a fucking wicked chorus and a mean right. solo. I reckon it's sick. Yeah. So like, what do you um, what do you make of that sort of? Because I I feel like that era of punk rock often gets like a lot of shit because it was like, you know, like punk bands that were coming out of North America at that time. I feel like they were very sort of commercialized in a way and and they often get ragged on. But uh, like, you know, bands like I'm thinking like Green Day, Sum 41, Fall Out Boy, that type of shit. Like, what do you uh, what do you make of the of the, you know, punk bands coming out of uh, North America at that time? I mean, it's it's like anything. There's good stuff and there's stuff that isn't as good. But um, you know that whole label, like every, pretty much anything on Ghana Records is great. Anything on right. fucking Slovenly, you know, I reckon it's awesome. But yeah, it's like there's different circles and everything. And there's people who are always going to like something. There's people who are always going to hate something else. You know. Yeah, for real. All right, well but, let's yeah. give the tune. Let's get. Cool. <laughs> Let's give the tune a listen. This is uh, Carbonas with Phone Booth on CJRU. Um, all right, man. Next up is uh, is the Ramones um, with "Swallow My Pride." Uh, you know, one of their, I think, one of their faster tunes. At least that was kind of the sense I got listening to it uh, off their second album. Uh, the Ramones seems to be, you know, a, a group that you have taken a lot of influence from um, sonically. Uh, what do you uh, What do you like about the Ramones? Um. 
pretty much everything. I reckon they're probably the greatest band of all time. Like they kind of, you know, made that whole punk rock thing like just themselves. And, you know, there's like so much, I don't know, like they just sound so tight and there's no bullshit. Like there's no solos. They fucking, mm. and the main thing is like, they fucking didn't really like each other, but they stuck together just to make right. great music, you know, like they fucking right. hated each other's guts. Yeah. But I don't know. I just always find that it's like really interesting part of the dynamic. Yeah. I, uh, it, it seems like punk is kind of weirdly the only genre where you can kind of do that. Like be in a band with people that you don't like. Like there's this, um, there's this Toronto based punk band called fucked up. And like the, the story goes that none of them like each other at all, but they're probably, you know, the biggest and best punk band to come out of Canada in the last you know, 10 years or so. Um, but the Ramones, I mean, so it's, it's interesting to hear you talk about the Ramones because I feel like on this show, at least they, they've been sort of not been getting the love that they deserve. Um, they, you know, we, we've been having a lot of, uh, a lot of fellas from the UK on who were like around at the time of like the clash and the sex pistols. So they've been, you know, talking a lot about them. Um, what do you, what do you think the Ramones have that sort of sets them apart? And, and, and I guess as like an add on to that, like, how do you see their influence, um, affecting the stuff that you do with the chats? Um, well, I think it's sort of a combination between that, that sort of music, like those fast beats and riffs and chord changes and stuff. And then also like the lyrics that aren't, you know, trying too hard to be intellectual and they're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like tongue in cheek, kind of taking the piss a little bit, like, right. you know, like give me shock treatment and stuff like that kind of stuff really still resonates with me a lot. I, I just like, you know, it's so fun to just listen to and, and to think that they were like, you know, writing the whole book on what, you know, what punk rock was going to become. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they never really got the praise they deserved while they were around. It was only after that people started realizing what a huge impact they had on bands like fucking, you know, Green Day or The Offspring or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, those bands went on to make millions and the Ramones probably never even saw like half a million dollars. Yeah. Certainly not from uh, from the band merch of theirs that people always seem to be rocking. Um, so do, do you think that that's sort of, you know, tongue in cheek kind of, sense of humor in their lyrics is something that you guys have adopted yeah maybe not on purpose but right. i think that yeah that's just like what i don't know it's just a lot easier for me to think of lyrics that are funny than lyrics that are serious <laughs> right. i mean like it's it's funny because i think that there's this weird pressure you know and all the more reason why it's it's great that you guys have sort of said fuck it with traditional genres but there, there's this there is this weird pressure it seems a lot of the time in sort of you know quote-unquote punk to be more serious and uh and i always i always love when a band uh just kind of fucks around because that's you know you don't always need yeah. to be serious you know and and, 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 and you're you're right i think the i think the thermones do it really really well i think if you're you know too serious it can just get boring mm-hmm mm-hmm but that being said, if you're too goofy, that can be boring. You kind of got to find a good middle line, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and like that, that's kind of, I guess, like the balance with everything. But uh, anyway, yeah. this, is, <laughs> uh, this is the Ramones with Swallow My Pride on CJRU.
man well um so next up is our um oh no we're doing uh the unknowns will you wait for me i gotta tell you th- this one um when i was looking it up on apple music i don't know why but a bunch of shit from frozen came up like the the disney movie <laughs> but uh obviously not from frozen um early 80s punk band from la um i remember you know no, when no. i when i no, no, these guys are um, from Australia. They're like oh, are they? around now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm might, looking at a different band. I must have been looking at the wrong band then. All right, well, then, uh, then school me on them. Tell me about them. Um, these guys are like good mates of ours. We fucking grew up in the same area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've just, we've like always played shows together and just like good mates. And I reckon, like, I reckon this, this song is like one of their latest singles. I reckon it's probably like their best one yet. It's so good, man. Right. And it's like, it's cool to like i don't know they they were like always like the the local band around and it's like cool to see like a band like progress so much over like five years right so yeah but um fucking yeah it's a, it's a tough one with that name i guess there's probably a lot of other bands with that name eh? <laughs> well yeah and then and you know and i guess a few songs from frozen um so what what do you uh like I, i'm always fascinated to learn about sort of like the communities surrounding the scene and in, in sort of cities other than my own um like how would you how would you characterize the scene that you were brought up in and, and maybe you know what are some other bands uh that you've come to admire um it's tough i don't think we really had much of a scene at least on the sunshine coast it was pretty much just the unknowns and the chats and <laughs> that was it really that was there were other bands but they were all that kind of like psych or you know like kind of we were, we were kind of like the only real like kind of like i don't know like rock and roll bands you know but right, right, right. 
but yeah, it was great. We always fucking play together and, you know, I'm coming to Brisbane now where I live now and the unknowns also live. There's like more mm. bands getting around, but you know, there's, I don't know. There's called a, sort of a lack of like a solid scene for like bands. Cause everyone wants to do like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's into like, um, quote unquote, like grunge around here. Like really? it's all like real heavy, all like, all like heavy sort of like riffs and like, Wah, you know, like yeah. fucking Alice in Chains sort of shit. Right. But yeah, but I don't know. I just fucking can't really get around it. And I wish there was more like like-minded musicians around, but it doesn't seem to be. Right. I mean, it's interesting just kind of, you know, cause obviously I'm very much an outsider looking in, like I don't live there. You know, my sense of the music scene there is that it's, it's really buzzing. But when I come to think of it, my definition of buzzing is like, you know, there's four or five bands that I really, really like but they're also scattered all across the country. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's tough with Canada. Like, you know, it's fucking, it's massive and there's it's capital cities like spread out more rather than US where you can just get in a van and kind of hit like five, five cities in a row, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, like you really, <laughs> you know, mm. there, there's all these jokes among like Canadian bands where, you know, like you, you talk, you'll go on like a week long tour and you'll just cover like a tiny little, tiny little thing um, yeah than, you know and like and you call it a cross canada tour um because <laughs> like you know it's taking you a fucking week um alrighty, well let's uh let's give this tune a listen this is the unknowns with will you wait for me on cjru <laughs>
I wonder if the I think the one I was listening to must have been the right one. Um, yeah, probably. But but I think I was just looking at like the wrong fucking you know whatever. I don't even remember what I, where I was reading about. Um, but anyway, um, so we have this thing on the show called the CanCon quota. Um, Canadian radio requires that thirty percent of the content has to be Canadian. So we're gonna play three songs off Canadian album that you picked for us. Um, you've got uh, "Here Come Tommy and the Commies." Great album title, great band name. Um, kind of like a reminded me a lot of like the Jam almost. Um, the sound of this group, yeah. but from Sudbury, Ontario, man. Uh, how'd you how'd you come to find out about these guys? Well, I was I stumbled across like one of their videos probably a couple years ago, and they like they just put this record out. And um, it was like their first record. And I was like, holy shit, these guys are awesome. And mm-hmm. eventually came to play like four or five shows with them last year in the States. Mm-hmm. So we became pretty good buddies. And yeah, like I've just always loved that record. And we were like just hitting it off instantly, just fucking partying every night. Right. But yeah, fucking great guys and, you know, really funny. But um, yeah, fucking, I was just like incredible live show too because I was already a massive fan of their record. And then, like, watching them live is, like, so electric, you know? Right. So, like... You catch I, them if you get the chance. Yeah, I, yeah, I will. In Canada. Well, I'm in Toronto, so not far from them. I'm uh, maybe a couple hours away from them, but I would imagine that they'll be, you know, when when these restrictions are lifted. Um, yeah. You know, they'll be they'll be doing some gigs around here. Um, so, maybe you know, something that I'm, I'm often interested in is sort of bigger bands sort of taking other bands on the road, doing tours with them, things like that, doing tours with friends and then like kind of the, you know, the, the bonds and friendships that can develop through experiences like that. You know, some of my best friends are people who I became close with, you know, traveling, doing those sort of cross Canada tours, quote unquote. Um, uh, you know, so what are, uh, what are some other bands that you've uh, had the opportunities to tour with that, uh, that you really sort of loved, uh, loved working with? Well, um, at home, we've, we've toured with the Unknowns countless mm-hmm. times. And um, that's also Pissed Idiots. They're like, what, that mm-hmm. was like one of the funnest tours ever because those guys are just so funny. And mm-hmm. like we were in a van together for like 30 days straight, just like pissing ourselves laughing the whole time. Right. Um, who else have we toured with here? Um, there was a, there's a band we brought over from England called Abjects. And they were like right. um, three, three girls um, from... Italy, Spain, and Japan, Holy and we we played it. Yeah, we played a show with them the year earlier in London, and we were kind of just talking to them like, "Oh, like you guys are sick. Like you should come to Australia sometime." And they probably thought we were like joking, but <laughs> yeah. But we did a bunch of dates with them last year. It was awesome. And um, shit, who else have we toured with, man? Um, it's a great band called Dick Lord. It's like three girls and a guy. Really fucking really good times. Really good tunes. And um, yeah. over in over in London, there's a great band called Hotel Lux, right? Who are kind of they're kind of like sounding like one of those bands like Shame or like Fontaine's DC sort of sound. Oh, sweet! But, um, sweet. Yeah, yeah, fucking great band. Really nice dudes. And it's yeah, it's like when you play a few shows with someone, it's like a weird, weird bond that's kind of like always going to be there. Like you always hit them up whenever you're in town for beers, and it's like never weird that you haven't spoken in like a year. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, that the the Flamingos Pink, the band that uh, that we were talking about earlier, like that their their singer, the guy whose birthday it was, he uh, he and I, he, he used to play in a band called the Corks, and I used to play in a band called Bo Welland, and we used to do these like these little mini tours together, and like the guy has been, you know, one of my dearest friends ever since, and and it's exactly like you said, you know, you don't need to talk every day, but you kind of have that that thing that just sort of cements you together um all righty yeah. well uh with that this is uh here comes tommy and the commies on cjru
Um, alrighty, man. So we are almost done. Um, just gonna gonna wrap up with uh, with another one of your tunes, if that's cool. Um, we're gonna listen yep. to the clap. Um, and part of the reason why I picked it is because I remember when it first came out. Um, have you seen the movie um, Get Him to the Greek? Um, yeah, I, I've I've seen it like now. People, I'd never realized that song. Like, right. I didn't watch it as a kid, but. But yeah, people were like, you fucking ripped off this song. And I was like, shoot, I've never even heard this, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to... Do you remember the clap? Play, that Play the clap. Like, it's kind of one of these things, I guess, where it's like, there's nothing new under the sun. Like, you're going to come up with something and realistically someone else has already fucking done it at this well, point. Well, that's it, you know? man. Yeah, and like, it's the same with like, band names and stuff. Like, I think there's like a couple other bands out there called The Chats anyway. And it's like, what are you going to do? Everyone's kind of, everyone's got a brain. We're all going to get to the same ideas eventually. Right. But, it's like yeah. the old thing of like, you know, you, you sit a monkey down at a typewriter, um, just have them type for infinite like infinitely and he'll eventually you know write the and he'll write a chef's album eventually yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's the, i'm gonna start using that that's a good way of putting it um yeah. so you know another like I, I was curious about this with the first tune um and perhaps this in the event that this is true perhaps a bit more personal but uh is there uh, is there any truth to the uh, to the story in this tune yeah, but it wasn't me. <laughs> Just want to get lay that straight. It wasn't me. <laughs> so I mean, like you know, how do you? Because you know, it, it's. I think for many people, it would kind of be like a bit of a bummer of an experience. Like, how do you sort of? But it's a really kind of positive and and kind of goofy song. Like, how do you? How do you sort of convey that? How do you kind of turn it around? Well, like, that's kind of like the, the thing with the Ramones we were speaking about earlier, like that kind of like shitty subject matter, but turning it into something fun yeah. and something happy. But it's, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, an, an unnamed member of the chat's got the clap and I thought this is going to make a fucking great song. But, you know, it's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's something that I, I find that you guys do really, really well is just kind of like, take these otherwise kind of like humdrum scenarios and, and really just you fucking breathe life into them. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like the kind of mundane everyday life sort of stuff that I find weirdly interesting. Yeah. I mean like that, that's why I, uh, I, you know, one of my favorite tunes off the album is pub feed. Cause I remember, you know, I was working in, you know, on this guy's house in Rockley, Queensland and uh, you know, go i'd go to the rockley hotel pub uh for lunch every day have a rump steak sandwich and just you know and a beer and uh <laughs> listening to that tune always kind of you know makes me think of it but like it, it's but in a way that's like so much more like explosive than that experience could have ever been yeah yeah it's kind of like um I don't know. I I remember I'd written the music before the words for that song, and then 
that I was kind of like just mucking around and I was like, fuck, that actually like works really well with the chords. So I was like, right. you know, I may as well just keep it about fucking meeting at the pub. <laughs> yeah. It's weird though. It's so, so weird that it's like just a song about, you know, getting dinner and that's like people, you're like, you'll play it and people like singing it back to you. It's like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is one that like when you, when you throw it on in the car, like if, if anyone knows it, all the boys are singing along, you know? And he, you know, even my yeah, mom so, has uh, started to sing along to it. I, I, I was, I, I played it for her in the car uh, the other day, and she was like, "Oh, I know this one," and started singing <laughs> along with the chorus, which is, no, uh, which is, a, which is pretty sweet. Um, alrighty, man. Well, thanks so much for for taking the time to chat with us. Um, before we listen to this last tune, um, you guys have got a new album out. Uh, You'll probably do a better job at uh, at plugging it than I would. So, uh, what can you tell us about it? Um, it's called High Risk Behavior, and it's on Bargain Bin Records, our label. And um, it's about fourteen songs, twenty eight minutes. Pretty good. Alrighty, thank you very much to Eamon from the chats for joining us this week. Uh, as always, you can find full episodes of this show wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And this is The Clap by the chats on CJRU. Last week, pulled a rope in the back of my you. I was cautious, double rap, but I still got the clap. Clinic. Doctor said, mate, you fucked. Then he told me, 